We're going back into the book of Acts one more time. Amen. I believe, Lord willing, we'll be able to uh, get through this first chapter. We'll be in the first chapter, the 21st verse. We finally say amen. Amen. Beginning with Acts, chapter 1, verse 21. Read as follows. Wherefore of these men, which have accompanied with us all the time, that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John until that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And they appointed two, Joseph called Barasabas, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whether these two thou hast chosen that he may take part of his ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that he might go into his own place. And they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. Father God, we thank you for your word. Teach us that we might be taught. Change us that we might be changed. Shift us that we might be shifted. Lord, let your spirit teach us right now what thus saith you. Father God, hide me now behind this thine sacred desk that your people would see all of thee and less of me. Father God, any distraction that be in our mind or in this place, remove it now that we might focus and concentrate solely on you. So in Jesus' name we do pray. And the people of God said... Amen. Amen. You may be seated. I just want to share with you briefly, be ready for your season. Be ready for your season. It's one of the things that I've often talked about with ministers at different conferences and phone calls and personal settings. We oftentimes get together and we talk about uh, congregational size, congregational growth and things like that. And believe you me, having met not one pastor that wants their congregation to grow, that wants to get their uh, membership up, that wants to progress. But also after talking to a pastor on just a few days ago who, who grew his church from a small number to close to a thousand or more now, one of the things he said, one of the things you got to be careful about is, is when you pray for your growth and when you pray to be stretched and when you pray to live in abundance, remember this. Don't ever ask for, for anyone to be in a place where they don't want to be. Somebody going to miss that thing because too many times we look for warm bodies. We, we, we just want somebody to fill a seat. Well, you, you and I already know that everything you got in your cupboard, you're not going to eat. Somebody catch that in just a minute. That means that everything that we ask, sometimes we're not asking it in the will of God. More importantly, let's remember this and this lesson teaches us. Just make sure you're ready. In your season, while you're waiting on other people to sit beside you, while you're waiting on somebody else's hand to hold, while you're waiting on somebody else to step up into that leadership position, what are you doing in the meantime? Oh, you know, it's a good game coming on today. It's a good game coming on today. I forgive those who wore those Steelers jerseys in here on today. We forgive you in advance. We'll have off the call later. Uh, but nevertheless, they're meeting the Cowboys, and it's a good illustration that I can use the Cowboys on today because lo and behold, there was a brother sitting there waiting, never knowing if he'd get the opportunity. Yes. Dak has been on the front line of the news and ESPN cover 
coverage ever since the season started because Tony Romo, normally the, the, the head quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys, has been in that position year after year after year. And, and, and many want to criticize and put him down unknowing the fact that he has been one of the higher passer ratings uh, over the last seven or eight years in the league. But he's injury prone, got hurt, uh, got hurt and in the preseason. Uh, you know what happens when somebody get hurt. The show must go on. I learned that a long time ago. I ain't trying to offend nobody, but one monkey don't stop no show. And so you've got to understand then that, that uh, uh, the show must go on. And so there was somebody in the number two spot. There's always somebody in the number two spot. The question is, that if you're in the number two spot, are you ready to roll when the time comes? That's the question. Oh, and Dak has been proved by all critics wrong and all haters and doubters wrong that he had. He was ready because he was thrust into a position that he didn't know that he would get. Yes. I'm trying to help somebody. It is better to be prepared and not have the opportunity yes. than to have the opportunity and not be prepared. Amen. Oh, so Dak has stepped in, only lost one game by one point, and that was the first game that he played. Not going to say that he won't lose again. Not to say that they'll win the Super Bowl, even though we're holding out hope. But, the, but, but what I'm suggesting to you is that when the opportunity came, he was ready. Amen. Many of you right now under the sound of my voice have frustration about where you are on your job, have frustration about the size of your home, about the size of your vehicle, about the limited places around the world that you have seen, but you have nobody to blame but yourself. A lot of times opportunities have come your way and you were not ready. There's something about us that I don't understand. Even the squirrels know that the season is getting ready to change. Oh, I remember not so long ago while I, we, I came into a close encounter with a squirrel at the edge of the room. Oh, the squirrel was knowing that the season was about to change and knowing that he needed to get some acorns together to gather up for times where he might not could find food to eat. And I'll never forget it because it was so beautiful to see. That, 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 that as you're going down that road and all this is happening in split second time, it's not a whole lot of time to figure this thing out. Now I'm trying to get to my destination. Squirrel know that he's hungry. And all he knows is that he needs to get some food to prepare up a storehouse. Squirrel kind of looked at me with a nut in his mouth. I kind of was looking at him. But the squirrel knew that he wanted to get to his destination because he was in preparation for things to come. Yeah. Moral of the story, the squirrel was able to take that acorn and book it across the road before we, we came in close contact with one another. My point is, is that even if a squirrel knows that the season is going to change and is in preparing himself for what is not yet taking place, how much more should we prepare ourselves for what's to come? Yes. Oh, it's right here in the text. The text is telling us that there were two men that had already been following along, not only with the 11, but had been following along also with the 120 that had been selected and had been chosen. Why is this important to us? Because the Bible declares in the text that we just read that the men who were already selected look out among them to find two more. That, that, that had high quality and high standard. Come on now. It didn't say that because they were in the midst of losing one of the apostles that they had to go, go train somebody. 
had to go get somebody ready. No, the Bible says that they looked out among them and found two willing and capable vessels. Where am I going with this? If something happens right here in Greenbrier, are you ready? Are you prepared? If we don't have a couple of ushers one Sunday, can you step up? Are you ready? Do you understand that there's more to ushering than just standing at the door with your hands behind your back? Are you ready? Do you understand that when somebody needs a tissue that might fall on you, that you need to go show somebody some personal attention and care, and that you're not just there to hold the door, because the door can hold itself. It's got hinges, somebody. I'm trying to tell you, are you prepared? If we don't have enough people in the choir one Sunday, and you look up here and see that we're a few short, are you ready to come up here and grab the hymn book and say, Christ is my all and my all? Are you ready? I'm asking you a question. I know I ain't going to get no amens, but that's all right. I ain't come here to preach myself happy. I was happy before I got here. Amen. Amen. I don't understand why people are so upset with what happened on, on, on election day. I don't understand why people are so unhappy. It bothers me when the when the, spirit, the, the spiritual people of this world become so political that they forget what the Bible says. Yes. Let me help you. The Bible says yes. that there are times that when you call for a king that, that that God will sometimes give you what you want even if that's not what he wants you to have sometimes you cook mess you just got to eat it let me help you tell you a very painful and traumatic story in my life I want my kids to listen to this because I done got soft in my old age but parents used to be hardcore I'll never forget, but some of you will remember, there was an ice cream uh, uh, pop, ice cream sickle. It used to be orange on the outside and white on the inside. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Y'all yeah. know I didn't always try to consider myself high, of high intelligence and very intellectual. So something told me that if I go into my mother's refrigerator and just get a little milk out, put a little milk in one cup, put a little orange juice in another cup, and put them together and mix them up, that it's going to taste just like that ice cream pop that I loved and longed for. Oh, boy, when I mixed them two things together, I was about ready to throw up because it did not have the taste that I thought it would. But watch this. Watch this. I was raised at a time when whatever you put in front of you, you had to eat it. You couldn't waste anything. My mama, come. I don't know where she came from. I don't know where she was because she wasn't in there when I was doing what I was doing. But oh, when I was take, about to take that cup and pour it down the kitchen sink, Brother Scott, I could hear that voice bellowing from the hallway. Don't you dump that stuff down that sink. You done made it, you go drink it. I don't know how many hours I sat there at that kitchen table trying to sip a little here and sip a little there. But the point of the story was I made it and I had to eat it. What I'm trying to say to you is that what's going on in the world right now, we always say it's demonic activity. We always say that something, somebody must have done something wrong. No, sometimes you are a product of the decisions and the choices that you make. And so sometimes you then have to deal with what you have. Here's what's funny. I, 
I don't understand why so many people get upset. They declare themselves Democrat or Republican, and most people don't know what either party stands for. They just know that's how their mama voted, and their mama before them voted, so they subscribe to a particular party, and they don't even know what the party represents. When I wake up in the morning, I don't know nothing about a Democrat or a Republican. I just want to make some good choices and some good decisions. So even if the person that you voted for did not win, and this is where this text picks up, there's still work to do. So while you crying and moping and, 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 and pouting about uh, uh, Miss Hillary not getting into the White House, there's still work to do on the local level. You still need to roll up your sleeves and do some work. You still need to do some things. There's still people dying on the streets from heroin. There's still people uh, dying from, from, uh, from crack. There's still people out here having children at a young age. There's still people out here shooting and killing one another. People getting robbed, raped, and mugged. And you sitting up here crying about who got in the White House. It don't make a difference who got in the White House if you ain't doing nothing in your house. I'm trying to help somebody. You got to be ready for your season. You got to be ready for your season. When is your season going to come? I don't know. But one thing I do know is this. We're always in a season. Yes. We're always in a season. See, we got caught up on theological words about it's my season. It's your season. And we always take that to mean that you're blessed. Come on, somebody. Sometimes you're walking in a season where you don't even want to lift your head up. You dressing in black for two weeks like you going to a funeral because you don't you don't see the sun shining outside. You think that the world has ended. You in such a dark, deep place that you don't you you fail to realize to give God thanks because He still woke you up this morning. People want to get always say like it was my birthday on yesterday and I thank God for it. And I was joking and I said, "What's happy about it?" And, and, and you know what's happy about it? I'm alive. I'm here. I'm able to get another. Might not have all the things I want, might not have been able to do all the things I wanted to do, but I'm alive. I'm able, I'm able to suck in some fresh air. I'm able to go out there and see the dew and the frost on the grass, and I'm able to have the sun touch my face. I'm able to hear the crow crowing and the bird chirping. I'm able to see that squirrel grabbing a nut and running across the road. That's a good day. That's a good day. Oh, but you got to be ready. Let's get in this text. The Bible tells us that they had just lost one. So what they did, watch this. There's always choices. People think they're backed into a corner. You're backed into a wall. You're backed into an area where you can't do anything. You always have a choice. So they chose two. And if you don't read any further, because some of us get stuck on the front page of the newspaper. If you don't read any further, you would think that the 11 went to 13. Oh, but watch this. Watch this. There was a process. Yeah. There were two selected to yeah. give the people a choice. That's right. But watch this. This is something that the church is failing at doing. We know how to come up with ideas. We know how to suggest good stuff. We know how to put stuff on paper. We know how to do that. We've been doing that. But watch what they, were, uh, they did next. Something simple. They prayed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they prayed. 
See, that's something where, where we've fallen short as a church. Yeah. We think that because we've served so long, we think because we've got a position we've held so long, we think because we've got a title that, that means something. God simply wants the people of God sometimes to consult him and lay before him and don't move till he get an answer. Yeah. I'm helping you right now because in you, you know what patience says? The Bible says that you're supposed to be long-suffering. You know why the Bible says you're supposed to be long-suffering? Because when you wait on something, you trust in that you're going to get the result that God wants you to have. Yeah. A lot of us don't want to wait. A lot of us don't want to pray. Because if we pray, God may change the answer that we wanted. Yeah. I'm trying to help somebody. Look, my, uh, look, look, some people think I'm crazy. Some people think I'm crazy. My wife think I'm crazy because, I, uh, uh, see, I'm diverse. I, I don't have to do the same thing all the time. I like different things to eat. I like different places to go. You might, I, 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 could, I could love it in New York just like I could love it in Petersburg. I could love it in Petersburg just like I could love it on an island. I, I'm diverse like that. So Garth Brooks is in town. I said, we going? He said, heck no, I ain't going to no Garth Brooks. I don't like no country music. Well, you know what? I done, I done said it before, but Garth Brooks got a heck of a song that I love. And he talks about in that song where he talks about the girl that he was dating in high school. And he showed up at a football game and saw. And then he started singing, I thank God for unanswered prayer. Y'all better wake up somebody. He said, I thank God for unanswered prayer. I'm telling you that sometimes you better thank God he didn't give you what you were praying for. And God even challenges us in this particular text to pray. And now, I can't honestly tell you why, why, why Joseph wasn't chosen, but this is I know, and this is my second point. My first point was that leaders are always among you. You just got to look. That's my first point. My second point was that even though Joseph did not get selected, guess what? He was ready. Not only was he ready, but the Bible declared that he continued to do the work. That's right. But watch this, Brother Scott. He did it without the title. Yeah. Somebody should have been shouting right there. See, somebody should have been shouting right there because that lets you know that even though you don't have the label of a choir member, can't, a choir member, can't nobody stop you from singing. Even though don't nobody call you a usher, don't mean you can't open the door for somebody. Don't mean you can't show somebody to their seat. Don't mean you can't help park a car. Just because you don't have the label doesn't mean you can't do the work. Now, there's a system and a, a way of order. I'm not telling you to create organized chaos. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that you need to be ready because you don't ever know when somebody's going to call on you. Yeah. How dare you if something happened to me one Sunday and I couldn't make it here and no preacher was ready to come. How dare you call each other and say we ain't going to have church. The devil is a liar. You better get yourselves together and come on in here and act like ain't nothing wrong and you better sing louder and better than you ever sung before and you better come on up in here and lock hands and pray and if you don't do nothing but read John 3.16 and tell somebody how good he is and how he came down and he 
die and then open the doors of the church and let somebody come forth. You better do what you know to do. I'm just telling you somebody, you better be ready for your season. Your season is, is here and another one is coming. But you know what these people did? This is what they did. I don't think somebody tried to say there was a coincidence, but think about this. Churches were packed. Yeah. After 9 11. Yeah. Church was packed. You couldn't yeah. find no, 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 no you, you couldn't find standing room only. Yeah. You could have sold tickets. It was so packed. But watch this. Invert those numbers. What happened on 11 9? Oh my goodness. Everybody said we need to pray. People were praying like never before. I don't know what God is doing with those numbers because we know numbers mean something to God. But what I do know is this. They packed churches like never before on 9-11. Mm. They were praying like they had in a long time on 11-9. Same numbers just flipped them around. Mm. I'm telling you, this country and this world needs to get back into prayer. Yes. We need to pray. Yes. Our season is among us for prayer. And all we worry about is having a meeting. Y'all missed that. I don't know. Maybe you just seen it. I've never seen anybody get saved at a meeting. But I done seen some serious stuff happen when we pray. I ain't telling you we don't need to have a meeting. I'm just telling you you should never put more importance over a meeting than you do prayer. Because if you have a meeting and don't pray... You got a problem. And I like what the commentator said on CNN the other day. If you got a church and Jesus ain't there, you just got a warehouse. And I'm trying to help somebody. You got to be ready in this season. You shouldn't fret because of who's in the White House. That should not bother you. You still got to live right. You still got to honor God. You still got to read your word. All of a sudden, because of what was going on with an election, you started learning what the amendments were. You could quote the Second Amendment. You was watching TV, watching the 13th Amendment. You know more amendments than you know scripture. Something wrong with you. Amen. I'm trying to help some because the amendment ain't going to change this world. The scripture will. Yes. Because when you, you can go around and quote what an amendment say all day long. But if you don't have word inside of you, you will continue to be the one that is oppressed. But it's something about when you got word in you, somebody can try to oppress you. But because you know your worth, you still singing. God is a good God. Yes, he is. Amen. Something about this text because then it goes on to say that they ch- they had two places in front of them, but then they chose the one, and then they went forth and continued to do God's work. I just challenge you to understand this, and if nothing else, you remember from this day. Remember that no matter who is selected, yeah. you've still got work to do. And then not only after if you're not selected and there's work inside of you, you need to get on board because more, if we work together, more can get accomplished than if we work apart. The text is proving that to us. It's right here that when the apostles got back to, why do you think, look, they could have did just like Destiny's Child and went from four to three. Huh? 
But they went ahead and, and, and got back to the 12. Am I right about it? Because there's something in having people who are powerful in their prayer life, powerful in their walk, powerful in their conversation with God, that when they get together, I'd rather have them around me than to have 200 folk that don't know what they're talking about coming at me. And so my point is, don't get upset by who you don't see in the church. Just know that those who are here want to be here and ask them to step into their season and to do what thus saith the Lord, and we will do more with less. I'm trying to help you. Y'all remember that sermon I preach too many is too much sometimes. So sometimes God will separate some things and do some things. If we're wise enough to pray and ask him to give us some direction, guess what? He'll do it. That's right. All right, y'all don't believe me? Let me ask you this. Won't he do it? Yes. Won't he do it? Yes. God has, has God fixed anything in your life? Has God ever blessed you in your life? If he blessed you before, he'll do it again. If you've ever seen him take care of you, you might have been sick, hurt, broke, busted, or disgusted, but God was able to do something in your life. Watch this. You didn't even think he could do it because you didn't understand how he was going to do it, but in the midnight hour, God did something that nobody else could do. That's the kind of God that we serve. God ain't got to give you no prescription and no direction. He has permission, and if he ain't got permission, give him permission to come in at an inconvenient time and invade your personal space and do whatever he wants to do. Get out of his way and say, God, have thine own way. Amen. Let us stand. Let us stand. Let us stand. I believe this season, this season is powerful. I believe that God is moving. I'm not getting caught up in Democrat. I'm not getting caught up in Republican. I'm not getting caught up in liber Libertarian. Because while y'all worrying about all that, watch this. Things is changing and shifting. People voting on stuff that was wrong. And this is how crazy politics is.